Hi, this is Jamin Fraser, and you're listening to The Insecurity Project, solving the insecurity problem at a global level. This podcast is a mixture of interviews, coaching sessions, and personal development content. You'll hear me chat with experts, authors, speakers, and individuals who've gone on to do great things in their life as a result of working through their insecurity. You'll hear brave souls being willing to have a live coaching demonstration recorded where they work through their insecurity. And you'll hear 10 Minute Tuesday, which is a chance for me to deliver high-quality personal development content to help you on your journey. I hope you find it useful. Now on to today's show. Hey, it's Jamin. It's 10 Minute Tuesday time. This week, I'm talking about the subject of dealing with internal resistance. So, such a common experience to have part of you wanting to move ahead and part of you holding you back. So, it's, it's almost as though there are parts of you at war with each other. And it creates massive pain, a massive conflict. It causes lack of peace. It causes sleep to be disrupted. It causes all kinds of tension in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your emotions. Uh, yet, most people just kind of sail on with that and try to manage it the best they can. And I think, you know, as you hear me say all the time, common practice when it comes to personal change is just to kind of sail on. It's just to force yourself. It's just to kind of knuckle down, have a good hard look at yourself, go into a room full of mirrors, you know, get really real with yourself and just force yourself through this resistance. It's to act as though there is no resistance or the resistance is silly or stupid or bad, or that there shouldn't be resistance uh, and you're just going to need to, you know, guts it out. Uh, and force through, force yourself through. So, uh, you know, I'm convinced self-discipline is massively overrated. Um, willpower is a thing, sure. It is part of the human skill set and resource base, but it is a limited resource, and and it does run out, and it's often the only tool people use. So, uh, and, and it works on the presupposition that you have to fight against yourself to win, which I think is a cruel presupposition and uh, doesn't sound very life-giving to me. And I've certainly found a better alternative, and I think best practice in terms of personal change is self-permission rather than self-discipline, hands down. You'll hear me say that all the time. So uh, I'm taking a fantastic bunch of people through the 30-day Overcoming Insecurity Boot Camp at the moment, and this idea of internal resistance comes up again and again because people who feel like they are ready for change and they're finally at a place where it's like, come on, I'm going to deal with some stuff and time to move forward, Typically, their approach is still full of judgment. It's still full of disappointment and frustration with their own behavior. They don't understand why they haven't made it work yet. They've been trying hard, and they just think they just need to try a bit harder. Uh, Yet, that's not the way you break through. Uh, So this strategy around dealing with internal resistance is simply to understand it. Like that's That's the primary basis for this strategy. Don't fight it. Understand it. If you can sit down and have a conversation with this resistance and understand the intention of it, it will give you so much more in the way of choice to move forward. So a great question that you can have a, have a chance to play with and practice in any area of your life as a result of listening to this is to observe, first of all, observe areas of internal resistance in your own life. Think about what you want that you haven't experienced yet. Think about the stuff that you really long for and you dream and you desire, but you haven't, for the life of you, found out how to get there. Uh, So uh, you're aware of the fact there is some internal resistance to those goals. You've been talking about it for long enough that if there were no internal resistance, obviously you would have achieved it already. So there must be something inside you holding you back. So here's the question. What's dangerous about what you want? What is dangerous 
about the success you desire? It sounds like a strange question, but it's, it's a beautiful question. And it's a question that kind of comes around the back door and it's a bit surprising. And uh, often the best questions are they take you off guard. They While you're pushing, it's a kind of pulling motion that go, hang on a minute, what if I tried something completely different? So this question opens up a whole new bunch of awareness that you can't see while you're forcing yourself. And and the idea is that there must be something incredibly dangerous, otherwise you wouldn't be resisting. See, when you get down to the bottom of all resistance, it is driven from love and protection every single time. The subconscious is absolutely committed to keeping you safe, and we only protect that which we value. So all all protection is evidence of self-love. It is pure love. If we didn't care about ourselves, if we didn't like ourselves, if we didn't value ourselves, we would not be protecting ourselves and we would not resist moving forward. It just doesn't make any sense. So what's dangerous about what you want? There must be something subconsciously linked to danger and pain and loss associated with moving forward. So the resistance is saying, hey, look, I know it sounds good, I know it looks good, but I tell you, it's not going to be good because it's going to open up the opportunity of facing something I'm deeply afraid of. So because I love you, I'm going to protect you from that. I'm going to thwart your goals and dig my heels in and pull the handbrake on so you are not going to get the thing that you say you want, which can be very frustrating if you're not aware of it. But the process of understanding gives you so much more, a chance to work with yourself rather than against yourself. So let's break this down and look at a few key examples. Health is a great one. Uh, Weight loss or sickness. So often people who have patterns of of chronic illness or sickness that keep showing showing up in their life, what they want is to be healthy. Yet uh, there's some part of them that, if they were to be honest, is resisting health, which sounds so strange. It doesn't make any sense on the surface level, but underneath the surface it makes perfect sense when you approach it from this way. What is dangerous about health, about not being sick? Well, follow this through. If you weren't sick, then you would be well and you would then be able to show up and be engaged in life. Sounds great. But if you were engaged in life and were able to show up at your best, then you would have no excuse to do your best. Now, if you have this fear that your best is not going to be good enough, well, then it's dangerous to show up at your best because your best is going to get you hurt. Your best is going to cause you to be found out as lacking. Therefore, being sick is protecting you from being found out as inadequate. So this insecurity thing shows up. Weight loss, another classic example. And by the way, just uh, for those playing along at home, uh, this will all end up at the same place. All roads lead to Rome, as you may have gathered. But it's good to work through the individual examples because we always think our problems are complicated and unique and that our situation is somehow different or doesn't fit the mold. So it's good to actually hear it spelled out. So if you're trying to lose weight, consciously it makes sense. Hey, I want to be fit, I want to be healthy, I want to be active, I want to be slim, I want to be attractive. That sounds wonderful. Yet everything you've tried keeps failing. So subconsciously there is a resistance to that idea of you being fit, healthy, attractive, slim. So what could be dangerous about getting what you want? What could be dangerous about being attractive? Well, here's the thing. If you're attractive, you will attract more attention. You will attract people coming towards you. You will attract love. You will attract people wanting to push into your world. If more people are pushing into your world, well, then guess what? They want to get close to you. They're going to want to know you. They're going to want to understand who you are. 
And if your fear is that there's something inadequate about you, something lacking you, you're not good enough, well then people coming into your world, that just increases your chances of being found out as lacking. And if if that's what you fear, then eventually people coming into your world are only going to reject you. So having extra weight, not being attractive, is just a preemptive strike to get in first and say, hey, listen, I'm going to push you away. I'm going to make myself unattractive so you can't even come close enough to hurt me. Money, another classic example. You'd think, like you'd think logically that it makes sense to have more money. Everyone dreams about having more money. I want to be wealthy. I want to win a lot. I want to get a pay rise, yada, yada. Uh, yet, um, even no matter how hard you work, whatever you try, often you don't get ahead financially. So while it's what you want, if you're honest, you kind of realize there must be some internal resistance stopping me get what I want, stopping me getting what I want. So the same question applies. What is dangerous about what you want? What is dangerous about being wealthy? Well, you know, my own example of this, if you've heard me tell my story around my money story, was this subconscious fear that uh, rich people are bad people. So what's dangerous about getting money is that uh, money will corrupt me. Money will make me do wrong things. Money will make me greedy, selfish. So there's this fear around money will lead to what I don't want. So becoming understanding that, addressing that, realizes I'm just trying to protect myself. Uh, or it may be, again, tied to this inadequacy fear. Well, if you have more money, then you're going to go do more things. You're going to be able to not have to put off all your dreams and all your goals and all your desires and always have this pity story of why you can't. And if I had money, then I would, but I don't have money, so I can't. You'd, again, have no more excuses. You'd have to go do the things you're always talking about. And then what if you failed? What if it didn't work? What if the risks you took didn't pay off? What if it turned out you weren't as good as you thought you were? Again, it's dangerous. So, lovingly, your subconscious protects you from that reality by keeping you broke. Confidence. Lots of people say to me, Jamie, I just wish I was so confident. I just, that would be so wonderful if I had more confidence. Confidence would be great, but I'm not confident and that's terrible. Help me be more confident. And the same question again. So, hang on a minute. Well, what's dangerous about confidence? Often people say, well, nothing's dangerous about confidence. Confidence would be awesome. Well, that's not true, because if it was all awesome, you would have had it already. There must be something dangerous, which is why subconsciously you resist the idea of being confident. Work this through. Confident people put themselves out there more often. Confident people say yes to more stuff. Confident people take more risks. Confident people are in the limelight. So confident people face more rejection, more judgment, more disappointment, more failure. All these things that not confident people never have to deal with. Confident people put themselves in a much higher chance of being found out as inadequate than not confident people who are hiding and not even trying anything anyway. All comes back to the same thing. Great relationships, another classic one. You'd think it makes sense to be treated really well. People say, oh, I wish I was treated well. I wish my spouse respected me and loved me. Well, good. So what's dangerous about being treated beautifully? Oh, well, if I was treated beautifully, then I wouldn't have any excuse around treating others beautifully. I wouldn't be able to play this poor me card or this martyr strategy where I need people to treat me poorly so I've got a ready reference to compare myself with that I would say, well, I would never do that and I wouldn't even think about doing that and on my worst day, I wouldn't even imagine doing that so I'm better than you and I'm better than you and I'm better than you. Ah, fantastic, I must be a good person. And look at what I can tolerate and still function and still love the kids and go to work. I must be a saint because of what I can do. Whereas if you're treated beautifully by people, you can't run that story. 
you can't compare yourself to anyone else. You actually have to go be the best of you with the best of them. And what if you fear that you're not good enough? So all these strategies, rather than fighting yourself to get ahead, which never works, the key to dealing with internal resistance is through understanding. So here's the point of the story, right? When it all comes down to it, you are an inherently good person doing the absolute best you know how. Forcing yourself, fighting yourself, really pleading with yourself, tricking yourself to do what you don't want to do is never the way forward. Understanding that the resistance is always driven by love to protect you from what you are most afraid of is the key. So, then if you actually were to deal with that very fear, which is entirely plausible, entirely possible, that is the whole point of personal development. It is getting to the heart of fear and examining that fear. Fear is so irrational, built on a work of fiction. It exists in our head. It is entirely illogical so much of the time, yet it becomes our truth and then we gather stories to, to prove that it is real. So if you were to understand that resistance is driven by love, designed to protect you from what you're most afraid of, and actually deal with that fear, remove that fear, then you're free to refocus the love that is so in your heart anyway to lead you forward rather than hold you back. Then you're able to work with yourself, and then it's actually okay to get what you want. Now there is no handbrake on, no resistance. Now it's permission to flourish rather than discipline to do what you don't do. I hope that makes sense. Please send me any questions you've got if there's a piece of that that doesn't make sense. And I look forward to speaking to you again next Tuesday. You've been listening to The Insecurity Project. If you're interested in finding out more about dealing with your own insecurity, check out the 30-day online Overcoming Insecurity Bootcamp. It combines high-quality frameworks with one-on-one coaching to help you eradicate the fear of not being